guys, welcome back to Books and Wine, or as our husbands like to call us, Two Yappy Bitches. Um, today we're on to episode 20, which is insane. That's crazy. Um, and we're going to still continue the Akatar series, mm-hmm. and we're on to Frost and Starlight. Yeah, this so, might be a small episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a small episode, and it's kind of like a novella. Yeah. It's not really a true book. No, it kind of like ends Feyre and Reese's story and then yeah. leads into like Nesta and Cassian's. Yeah. It's like a little gateway book. It is. And we have like lots of different point of views in this one too, yeah. which I kind of enjoyed. I liked it because I felt like the book didn't really give anything to yeah. like the story, but it was nice to see different people's point of view. Yeah. And their personalities as well. Yeah. I really yeah. liked it. Me too. So pretty much the whole book is just leading up to winter solstice yeah so I think it's been like a few months since the war yeah I think so and now the whole book basically starts with them talking about the winter solstice and Farah's birthday which is at the same time yeah and then we kind of see everyone's point of view leading up to it and then the very end is the winter solstice party yeah and so pretty much Near the beginning, we find out that Reese has been trying, because of the war and everything that has happened, um, obviously, like, being allies with everybody is a huge advantage. So yeah. that's what Reese has been doing after the war, mm-hmm. is been going around to the courts, seeing if they would ally with the night court. Yeah. And then we also discover that Reese has been trying to get the Illyrian camps to train the females as well finally yeah so I think Cassian goes with him and they go to one of the camps and they manage to agree on the camps training the girls for like 90 minutes a day yeah because the men who run the camps Mm -hmm. like our favorite men hate them (laughs) yeah so we hate them yeah and they're literally just like men men are the better ones men are the only people who train like they're very backwards yeah they're very much like the women do all of like the cleaning and like they keep house and like the men fight the war so stupid yeah so I really love how Reese and Cassian and Az are like you know backing for this change yeah I think it's like it's probably a long time coming yeah definitely and I think that they the Illyrian camps or something are like we want more like space to train yeah and they I think Reese ends up agreeing and he's like yeah we're like we'll find you more space yeah because, I mean, if they're going to be training the girls, mm-hmm. they're going to need more. Yeah. Really. Um, after that, doesn't um, Feyre then, she goes down to the town. Yeah. And she discusses, like, how to rebuild yeah. the city. Yeah, she's trying to help them, like, rebuild the city. And I think she finds, like, this old abandoned, like, shop. Yes. And the woman that she meets there is like, oh, the family who owned it have moved out into, like, the country. Yeah. Um, and then Feyre ends up taking it on and making, like, a painting studio there. Yeah. And then. Kind of cute. Yeah. And eventually she starts teaching classes. Yeah. To, like, kids and stuff. Yeah. Well. And I think she says it's kind of, like, a way for her to give back to the community. Yeah. But then also I think this is the first time that Feyre has painted since she's been back. in the spring court. Yeah. I think so. So it's kind of like, um, kind of like soul rejuvenation. Yeah, it's as like well. a healing for her. Yeah. So I thought it, thought it was like really cute. Me too. That she was doing that. Like, oh, <laughs> and because like it's something for her as well. Yes. Yeah. Because yes, yeah, she has like the house of wind, and she has like the townhouse. But, like, the boys, they have their fighting, they've mm-hmm. got their jobs. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, her little job. Like, something to stay normal yeah. with. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. 
And then Moore ends up telling Feyre that they have to go to the Hoon City um, as part of, like, the winter solstice celebration. The worst place in the world. Yeah. So, like, they're kind of like, well, we have to go and, like, make an appearance because it's part of our job. So they end up going. I'm pretty sure it's her, Moore, and Reese. Yeah, I think so. And then I think when they get there, Eris is there as well. Yeah, so Lucian's brother. Yeah, and they're like, what are you doing here? They're like, I kind of like him. Me too. Like, I don't have a problem with Eris. Me neither. I you feel know? like he... He's trying to make an effort. Yes. He's trying to, like, atone for his sins. Yeah. In a way. And he's basically been talking to Moore's dad. Yeah. And has been talking about how he is still waiting like he still wants a night court to back him as being the high lord of the autumn court yeah and that he's basically planning to get rid of his dad yeah overthrow the king yeah and that the autumn court want more land yes and um they want more land that moves into the spring court. Yeah, I think they're talking about what they're going to do with the mortal lands now that the war has gone and um Basically, Eris is like, well, I want to take some of that land for the Autumn Court. So then Reese says to them, well, like, we can't really do that because where are all the humans going to live? Yeah. And also whoever, like, wants to take any of that land will have to talk to Tamlin because he, he borders backs, yeah, the land. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I would hate to speak to Tamlin. It's just like a whole, like, <laughs> sticky situation. And yeah. then you still have Feyre trying to advocate for, like, the mortals. Yes. It's just, <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know why they don't just build the wall again. Just build the wall again. And and go back to normal. Exactly. Everything was fine before. So why, why... do they have to join? Yeah, I don't know. know. Like, leave the humans be. That's what I was and thinking. And leave the Fae be. Yeah. It worked before. Yeah, just put the wall up and be done with it. <laughs> right? It's just so weird and random. And then after that, we then have Az. Yeah. And he tells Reese that the Illyrian camps also want more land, right? Yeah. So he's saying basically that they're unsatisfied and that they... They're f- always unsatisfied, yeah. those men. And they're saying that they feel like... Reese and Cass and Az went there and were saying, we need you to help us win the war. We need your troops. But then after the war ended, they just went back to their camps and got forgotten about. Yeah. So they're saying, you're just using us as basically men in your army, but you're not giving anything back to us. So they want more land. Oh, they're pigs. They're <laughs> actual pigs. It's so annoying. I just like, poor Reese. Me too. Like... They have their mountains. What more could they? What more land could they need? Go right? into the mountains and train. Exactly. They they have wings. Yeah, exactly. They can fly. Yeah. Train in the air. <laughs> train anywhere. Right. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Agreed. And then after that stupid scene, um, Reese actually ends up surprising us, and he goes to visit Tamlin in the Spring Court. Mm-hmm. But surprise, surprise, he's not there. Is he? I think that Tamlin is there in his house. But everyone is gone. Yeah, there's no one else there. There's no workers. Like, there's no people even living in the Springlands. No. And Reese is kind of like, what happened? Where is everyone? Where's your security and everything? They found out I'm a massive douchebag and decided to leave me. (laughs) Pretty much. And Tamlin's like, just leave me alone. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I think Reese says they need to, like, ally with him and they need him to not be letting people have more land yeah and tamlin's just unresponsive and he just he he just doesn't like he just ignores him and i think reese ends up leaving yeah i mean why would you really want to listen to tamlin (laughs) anyway like on a good day you wouldn't want to do that and then after that doesn't he tell farah yeah so 
where he's been. Yeah, so he tells Feyre where he went, and then I think Reese ends up telling her that he's disappointed in himself yeah. because of everything that's happened since the war and also with, like, Tamlin and his whole court has been gone to shit, basically. Yeah. And I think Feyre ends up, like, consoling him and basically saying, there's nothing that you could have done, like, it's not your fault. Yeah. And I think Reese ends up saying that, Tamlin is like this because he took Feyre away from him or something. Mm. And Feyre's kind of guilty. Yeah. Feyre's kind of saying, You didn't take me away. I, I chose. chose. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, poor Reese. I know. Always <laughs> thinking, like, oh. He's so lovely. He really is. He's such a good man. And then after that, there's like a family gathering, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And Nesta's invited. Mm hmm. But Nesta doesn't come. So literally everybody's invited. Like yeah. Elaine. I think Lucian. they all have like a big dinner or something. Yeah. And they're all like wondering, oh, will Nesta come this time? Mm-hmm. Because she hasn't really been seen at all since after the war. No. So she got her own little like flat. Apartment, yeah. yeah. And she's basically just been holed up there. She hasn't been coming out. She hasn't been going. Yeah. She hasn't spoken to anybody. No. And I feel really bad for her because I'm like. Me too. You, she's obviously going through things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. I don't know. Then she doesn't turn up to the gathering, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure everyone's just like, "Oh, it's just Nesta." Like, yeah, they're all just talking shit about her. Yeah, I'm like, geez, go and check on her. See if she's okay. Yeah. Oh, it frustrated me so much. Me too. Like this book is where I started to like Nesta. Oh yeah, and I, really I started to feel her, for her. Right. I really liked her towards the end of the last book, mm-hmm. but this one, I'm just like. You're better than them all. Yeah, I'm like, you're better like, than them. You just do you. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, you need time to process what has happened, and that's fine. But it's like they think that she should be fine. Yeah, they're like, oh, get over it. You know, like, don't worry that you just became Faye even though you hate Faye. Yeah. Don't worry that you your dad died. Don't worry right? that the cauldron is basically, like, giving you nightmares and, like, whispering to you every night. Don't worry about it. Come to our family dinner yeah, and be happy. Yeah, you should be okay. Yeah, like, why are you not happy? It's like, oh, I don't know, all of these things that you just said it's just insane i'm like oh you you all could do better you could all be better people right they like, could we so love you, be better but... and like honestly i expected more from Feyre because she's <gasps> yes. been there and done that she knows look at all of her trauma from when she was with tamlin and then when she came to the night court and when she was under the mountain yeah. and there's no support for nesta no and then pretty much or elaine like Elaine was, like, her best right. friend, like, her closest sister. Yeah. Nesta advocated for her all in the last yeah. book, all in this book, all in the next book. Yeah. And Elaine doesn't even go and ask her if she's okay. Right. And I felt like, like, Feyre, she's practically, I would say, like, turning everyone against Nesta. Yeah, definitely. You know, she's like, oh, it's just Nesta. Like, yeah. Don't expect much. And they're like, oh, well, Nesta said that she doesn't want our attention or she doesn't want to speak to us, so we just won't bother trying. No. When someone says, I don't want you, I don't need your attention, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to you, you kind of stop and think, there's something wrong. Yes, right. I can't. Like, obviously, you pull back. Just be there for her. You don't even have to say anything. You can literally be in the room. Yeah. Or just literally text. Well, I mean, they don't have phones. But, like, message her yeah. or knock on the door on her apartment or you know like, like leave hey. her little like notes under the door or, or anything or just be like knock knock hey nesta just checking in love you bye yeah. and then leave even though she's gonna be like fuck off like i don't want to talk to you like yeah. she still knows that you're there for her whereas exactly. at this point i feel like she just feels abandoned oh a hundred percent i would feel abandoned and the thing is she's living on her own now because obviously like that's the type of person that she is yeah but 
Feyre and Elaine have each other. They're in the same house. They're yeah. living together. Like their dad just died. So they're there to support each they're other. They're with each other. Exactly. But no one's helping Nesta. No. It's so frustrating. It really frustrated me. Yeah, it's so bad. And then, like, during this whole time, Elaine is asking Emran if she can become human again. Yeah, so she basically says, like, when you went into the cauldron, like, at at the war, you changed. Is it possible for someone, you know, could go in and could change again? And Amran pretty much bites her head off. She's like, absolutely And she's like, you can't become human. Like, that life has finish you need to let it go blah 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 get over it pretty much and then as stands up for her (laughs) which i really like i like that he stood up for her but at the same time i'm like you need to let like elaine i feel like she's been so sheltered yeah oh so sheltered and she's not even the youngest like she's the middle child normally they're the craziest ones and i just feel like Yes, she's also gone through things, but she has that support system mm-hmm. and she's asking a literal, like, a legit stupid question. Yeah. Like, she deserves to be yelled at for once in her life. And I think she's still talking about, you know, I could become unfey. I could go back to the mortal world and I, and can, I could marry my yeah. fiancé. And it's like, girl, like, you know, let, let it, it go. Right? Like, you've got a new life, like, let it go. It's so annoying. Yeah. Like, so annoying. And then I think they kind of, is like a little bit of an argument and then, I think that Feyre kind of just diffuses it and they all kind of just get to like chatting again. And then after the dinner, Feyre and Reese find Nesta at like this dodgy pub. Yeah. And apparently like she's been going all the time and all she's been doing is like drinking and gambling, but she's spending Feyre and Reese's money because she just puts it like on their tab. It's so funny. I love it. It's so funny. (laughs) Like go Nesta. So then they go to the pub and Feyre basically talks to her. Yeah, it's like, come home yeah and she says you have to come home and i want you to come to the winter solstice celebration yeah and nesta says like i'm not coming i i don't want to come i don't want to spend time with you people yeah i'm happy here i'm happy doing what i'm doing and then pharaoh says um don't forget i've been paying your rent here comes the threat in your new apartment so if you don't come to winter solstice i'm not going to pay your rent anymore oh i hate that like you're just kicking a horse when it's down like it's not a good thing <laughs> I know I honestly like I can see where favorite and Reese are coming from because they're like stop like binging Spun- off yeah. of us basically yeah. and they're saying you know you like I'm pretty sure Feyre's like Reese has offered to get you all of these jobs and yeah. you've said no and then Nesta's like I don't want anything from him like yeah. I hate Reese there's like this huge it's so weird because I'm like why does he why does she hate him she hates him so yeah. much but I think she says that she hates him because he sees her for like what she really is or something yeah. and he basically knows that she doesn't deserve to be loved so that's oh. why she hates him because he sees like the real her Nesta, you do deserve to be loved <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's so sad but yeah so basically like Feyre threatens her and she says if you don't come I'm not gonna pay your rent yeah and um, so she just doesn't she say like I'll think about it I think Nesta's pretty much just like whatever and yeah. she she leaves uh Feyre leaves yeah and Nesta ends up gambling and drinking and stuff and taking someone home <laughs> <laughs> yeah like every night Sorry, she's taking Nesta. someone home and then after that we find out that actually Nesta and Amryn have become really close oh yes and Amryn's been visiting her in her apartment and talking yeah. and things which and is really nice I think it's nice too because it's kind of like 
Amrin is used to being on the out because yes. she's not a fae like everyone she's else. Different. Yeah. So I think it's nice that Nesta has someone to talk to. Yeah, I agree. But then again, like Feyre turns around and she's like, Amrin, like, what has Nesta been telling you? Oh. And Amrin's like, it's not my place to, to tell. tell you those things. You go talk to your sister. Exactly. And then she might tell you. And like Amrin's like, she told me these things in confidence. Yeah. So I'm not going to break that by telling, like, sitting at dinner with you all and sharing Nesta's story and her secrets. Exactly. And then I think Feyre ends up asking Amryn to tell Nesta to come. Yeah, to the winter solstice. Yeah. Which, I mean, good try. Good try, Feyre. I think she says that she will try, but she's not going to force her to come. No, and I'm like, that's totally fair. Right? Because that's what a friend does. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh, (laughs) Feyre. I feel like Feyre now, because she's like, I'm the high lady of the night court. She's so entitled. Oh, she is. I'm like, where did this entitlement come from? Yeah. I, and yeah. This book, I really, like this book and the next book, I really started to hate Feyre and Reese. You know what? (laughs) I love them, but I agree. I'm not a huge fan of them. They started to turn in like a horrible way. Yes. For me, because I'm like, you look all, oh, we're accepting and we're loving on the outside and we love our inner circle. But you love them when they're good. And when they're doing something for you or what yeah. you've asked them to but do. But when they're going through personal crap and mental problems or depression or whatever, mm-hmm. they just think, oh, you don't have to have that. Exactly. You shouldn't be feeling that way. You should be feeling this way and do what I say. It's or like, they're like, no. do this for me. Like, I think it might be even Wings and Ruin or something, but Reese says... To, I think to as he's like, I need you to go here and do this. And then Moore's like, no, 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 like I can go and I can do that. And Reese is like, no, yeah, I said what I said. Listen to me. Like I'm in charge. It's just like, buddy. Yeah. Come on. Like you need to trust your people. Yeah. And also, you know, like obviously there's a time to put down your foot and be like, I'm in charge, what I say goes. But there are other times when you need to be understanding and flexible. Exactly. And I feel like Feyre and Reese are not. I agree, actually. <laughs> they they roll with an iron fist. <laughs> oh, I agree. And I'm like, you know what? Feyre and Nesta, they're blood. They're sisters. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like, yes, their growing up probably wasn't the best mm-hmm. and they had a strained relationship. But now that she's going through this, are you just going to let her be because of everything well, that's happened? Like, it's even, ridiculous. Even the way that Reese talks about Nesta. It's like, disgusting. Would you let David talk about your sisters like that? Absolutely not. Like, obviously, you know, it's kind of that thing where it's like, it's okay when I say it, but yeah. when other people do, like, that's not okay. I agree. If someone's talking about my sisters like that, I'd be like, stop right there. Exactly. Like, not okay. Exactly. And But Feyre never sticks up for her. No. It's always like, oh, Elaine, protect Elaine. And it's like, what about Nesta? Yeah, she needs <laughs> the protection right now exactly. not elaine. elaine needs needs a slap in the face or yeah. something to wake up <laughs> elaine needs a wake-up call she, she doesn't really does. need coddling right um so then we have the snowball fight which yeah. i really liked i thought it was really cute. so it's nice to see the boys kind of bonding and being boys yeah and not you know taking everything so seriously yeah and i love the fact that as wins oh yeah <laughs> i really wanted cassie in too no yeah <laughs> um so then i think um 
this while the boys are at the snowball fight, Lucian comes to the townhouse yes. and he gives Elaine her solstice gift. Yeah, which is really sweet. I think it's sweet I too. Love Even though Elaine's been like, kick you to the curb, I don't want to be your I mate. Know. Lucian's still like, here's your little gift that I got for you. It's like adorable. I'm like, no, Lucian, give it to someone who I deserves know. your love. Give it to someone deserving. Right? And then I think that's when Feyre asks Lucian to stay. Yes, and he, he declines. Yeah, so Feyre says... We want you to move in with us and be here. So I kind of feel like it's so they can keep an eye on him. It's like a using thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And he says no. He, he's Good not work, going Lucian. to stay with them. And I think he tells them that he's going to go to the continent and Jurian? Yeah, I think so. And like the queen? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Or are they in the mortal world? I can't remember, but he just said that they'll, he'll be like their emissary. Emissary, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then we have Feyre's birthday. Yes, and Nesta actually shows up. Yeah, but and I think like the only reason she showed was because she wants her rent paid. Yeah. I honestly don't think she showed for any other reason. I don't think so. I think it was I'm going to be homeless mm-hmm. unless I don't show up. And I just think, you know, she did what she had to do, but yeah. she's so not happy about it. No. And I wouldn't be happy about it either. She was given an ultimatum. Like, that's stupid. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's like she's late. I'm pretty sure oh, they're yeah. like bringing in the birthday cake that's kind of thing. Late. <laughs> they're like bringing in the birthday cake. Everyone's singing happy birthday and Nesta walks in the door. <laughs> I love it. I love a good entrance. <laughs> Me too. And then um, after Ferris' birthday, yeah. it's obviously the winter solstice as well. So everyone's like sharing their gifts and things. Yeah. And poor Nesta like didn't realize yeah. you give gifts because she doesn't know the customs yeah. of the Fae people. So she kind of just sits there awkwardly in the corner. And you know what? Ne- not Nesta. Feyre invited Nesta, mm-hmm. right? Feyre should have had a gift waiting in case <laughs> yeah and right? like no one even really talks to her no they don't say hi how have you been they literally look at her like she shouldn't be there yeah and I was like rude and then they're giving out all of the gifts and she sits there doesn't get one I think Elaine gives her one possibly I think it's like something weird that she but made but it's super awkward because the whole thing is awkward because Ness is like oh I don't have a gift for you yeah and then not even Feyre gives her one. I don't think so. No. And I'm like, you're the one who invited her. Yeah. What's your problem? Give her a gift. And I just think it's really awkward. Give and her then, some wine. They know she loves wine. Right? <laughs> and then pretty much Nesta, I'm pretty sure she's like, I've had enough of this. And yeah, she gets she's up not and there leaves. very long. So she gets up to leave. She goes to the front door. And then in front of everyone, Feyre stands up and basically just gives her an envelope of money. Yeah. And she's like, this is for your rent. Like, you know, like, how embarrassing for Nesta. So embarrassing. And then, obviously, like, she knows that they've been talking about her behind her back. She feels super uncomfortable But and then if, to give them, to give her the money in front of everyone and be like, rude. oh, the only reason you came is because of this. It's so rude. It's so rude. And no it would make, why she wants to leave. Exactly. And it would make her feel so awful and uncomfortable. Right? So she just leaves. And then Cassian gets up and follows her. <laughs> yes, Cassian, my love. And I'm pretty sure she's like, why are you following me? And he's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to, like, see how you were. Yeah. And I just wanted to, like, spend a little bit of time yes, with you. Cassian, you're amazing there. And she is like, ugh, like, whatever. She's but, following the crappiest right? movie because of what's happened. But then even though she's basically like, leave me alone, I just want to be alone, Cassian still just walks with her. It's so cute. And then 
on the way home, he actually tries to give her a gift. Which he tells her that he's been looking for for months. months. And he's like, I've got this really special gift for you. And I think she takes it. And then Cassian's like, you know, like, I saw it and it made me think of you, blah, 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 blah. And then Nesta's like, I can't accept this. Like, yeah, you know, like, I don't deserve a gift, you know. And she's really just self-hating. Oh. She's amazing. Yeah. So then um, she gives it back to um, Cassian and Cassian's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going to take it. Like, it's for you. I brought it for you. And I think they kind of have a little like squabble. And Cassian's like, why can't you just accept a nice gift from someone? And he doesn't get it though that she's so, she feels so undeserving. Yeah. She physically cannot take it. Exactly. And, And then she says to him like, I didn't want a gift from you. Like, I didn't ask for anything. I didn't even want to come tonight. And she, like, storms off. And then Cassian, this gift that he's worked months to find, what was it? Like, we never find out what it was. How much did it cost? Was it, like, a mini book? Was it a small book? I can't remember. But he tosses it in the river. He just tosses it away. He could have literally kept it. For a rainy day. Exactly. Oh, oh, well, I'll just keep this, you know. So he tosses it in the river and Ness is, like, storming off back to her home. And the thing that I love about this yeah. is that um, Cassian actually ends up flying into the sky, but then he follows her home to, to make, make sure. sure. she gets home safely. <laughs> it's so cute. And then I think so cute. he sits on the roof opposite and, watches, and her. watches her to make sure that she gets in okay. And then we realise oh. at the same time that when Nesta goes inside, she actually doesn't put a fire on. And it's freezing at night time. Yes. She has been living without a fire and without warmth mm-hmm. since the war because the crackle of the fire reminds her of her dad's neck being snapped. Yeah. Oh. And I'm pretty sure she's in, like, such an angry mood that she goes in, she sets the fire, and then she sits there and, like, forces herself to listen. Yeah. And then she says, like, but I feel, I can feel nothing. Yeah. And it's like so, so sad. sad. Like this poor woman is poor just Nesta. in a downward spiral, and no one is there for her. No one gets it. No, and no one gets so, it. Like I just really want to throw the book away and be like, <laughs> "What the hell, people?" I know. What no, is no one gets it. No one's supportive of her. No, and they act supportive. That's the thing. Like it's very fake. And oh, like, so fake. You're not genuine. So of course she's not going to want to be part of this, whatever this is. And it's also like, okay, like I'm here to help you. Like let me hug you. And she's like, I don't want to hug. And then they're like, well, fuck you then. And it's like that's oh. not how support works, right? Like, you know, like you don't want to hug. It's like all right, that's fine. I'll still be here. Yeah, it's like you need to actually want to be there for her, not yeah. be there for her out of like, well, I feel like I have to be here for you. Right? It's oh, so sad. I know. Poor Chanel. Nesta. Like, honestly, like, I feel like all of these people need to go to some type of counseling course and learn how to deal with someone that's been through grief and trauma. Agreed. Because they just have no idea. They have zero. And it's- but the annoying thing is, like, Sarah and Elaine have literally been through yeah. what she is going through. Yeah. Reese has lost his entire family. Yeah. Cassian lost his mom. Yeah. As, I mean, poor guy, he's got, got no, no idea one. what's going on. More pretty much lost her family. More, and she got abused and tortured. Yeah. How can none of them be supportive of Nesta's grief and trauma yeah. when they've all been through something? It's just ridiculous it is so sad but I also feel like they're like well we didn't go through this and like we went through this and our behavior wasn't like this don't they realize that everyone's different exactly she's just trying to deal with and process her grief differently yeah but obviously as well like Pharaoh went through all that grief like I'm on a tangent now (laughs) Pharaoh went through all this grief and trauma and then she had like everyone around her to support her yeah Cass, Azian, like (laughs) Azriel, Reese, 
more Amran. They were all there. They all gave her different things. Yeah. And because, she, you know, of the type of person that she was, she needed that comfort and support. Yeah. And obviously Elaine was the same, whereas Nesta is totally different. Yeah, 100%. But still, like, they just, like, turn around and, like, nope, you know what? If you're not going to accept our kindness and, and our love. how we want to give it, then tough luck. Then you don't deserve any of it. Exactly. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> it makes me so angry. It's actually so annoying. It like I'm thinking so about angry. it now and I'm like, you're all idiots. I, I hate <laughs> you all. I'm like, it makes me so angry. But then I feel like Sarah J. Mass did such a good job of writing it. Oh yeah. Because really, if you think about it, Nesta was an awful person. Yeah. When she Horrible. was a human, she was a dickhead. Yeah. But then she turned around a little bit, and when Nesta went back in uh when Sarah went back in the first book. She tried to look for her. Nessa tried to look for her. She also helped her get back to the spring court. Yep. So you can kind of see, like, her, her personality her and how, you know, she just wants to help her sisters. Yeah. Then when they got turned into Faye, all she wanted to do was protect Elaine. Yeah. All she cared about was protecting Elaine. Like, they wanted to send Elaine to the Court of Nightmares and she was like, no, I'll go. And then we kind of also, like, realised that she has felt unloved the whole her time. entire life. Yeah. Even by her dad. The only person that loved her is her mum and then her yeah. mum died. Exactly. And then in Court, uh, not Court, in um, Wings and Ruin, mm-hmm. Then we see her, like, fighting for everyone. Yeah. Defending Cass. Mm -hmm. And then we see how much it affects her when she sees that her dad's boat is named Nesta. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. And her dad actually loves me. Her dad tells her, like, I've always loved you. Yeah. It's like, well, dude, you should have told her that. Right? Like, Like, all of these years ago. There's no point telling me once, like, two minutes before you're going to die. And it's just so frustrating because, like, I loved it because we got to see why she is the way she is. Yeah. And, like, the way that Sarah J. Mass has made like evoked these emotions, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just like, oh, honestly, well done. like I feel like I connect with Nesta more than any of the other characters. I agree, a hundred percent. Because I feel like her grief and her trauma, but then also her actions of how she deals with that is so real. It's so real. Whereas Feyre was kind of a bit more like airy fairy yeah and then she kind of was like oh i've gone through all of these actions but it's okay because i found my mate and he's made me whole so and I'm now i'm now. fine it's like girl you're wrong like that's not how life works <laughs> exactly so i feel like nesta's character is so well written that you can't do anything but like, love her love her i and, love her you know like i feel like we must like support her and protect yeah. her at all costs i would say that out of like any book i've read she would be my girl crush Oh, 100%. Like, number one. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Her, like, just just her whole character is so well written. Yeah, it's And amazing. her development over the books. Especially the next book, oh, which next I'm so excited to talk too. about. <laughs> so, anyway, after we get off of our tangent, <laughs> we then um, go back to Reese and Feyre. Yeah. And they go to the cabin to have some, like, alone time. Yeah. And they have a lot of crazy sex. Yeah, love it some spice <laughs> give it to me every day tiny book we still get spice yeah <laughs> love it and then this is when reese asks Feyre if she'll change the tattoo that he gave her yeah so they change the eye on her palm to the like mountains which yeah. is the night court symbol and isn't that doesn't he have mountains on, on his, his knees. knees yes yep so it's like to match him yeah and i really think cute. he tells her that if she gets this tattoo she'll be like an official member of the night court yeah but then also like is the high lady not being an official member? Right. <laughs> like, you made her the high lady. Surely she's already Maybe official it's like a member. Maybe like weird initiation. Maybe. You reckon? 
Get a, a mountain tattoo, guys, and you can be a part of the the night court too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get one. Um, and then this is when Feyre shows Reese the image of the bone carver yeah, as their little boy. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and they have so crazy sex again because they probably want to make a baby. I think she tells Reese that she's ready to have a baby, which oh. is like. After how long? <laughs> it's ridiculous. How long? I, oh. I really hate this part. Like, I hate the pregnancy trope. At, at, oh, yeah. It's, your, it's like the number one worst one for It's you. my least favourite trope. Yeah. I yeah. hate the pregnancy trope. But also, they already discussed it in either Mist and Fury or Wings and Ruin. Can't remember. And Reese was like, I just want to be with you. I just want to have all this time with you. We have so much time. We, we're immortals. We have all this time to have a baby later. I don't want to rush these things. At the moment, like, it's just me and you. Yeah. It's been, what, maybe a few months since the war? And now they're like, let's have a baby. Like, let's are you kidding? It. Yeah. It really frustrated me. Okay, that is annoying, especially when they go, we have all the time in the world. Uh, then why are you doing it now? Yeah, then why are you trying now? You already said that you just wanted to have time, just you guys. Yeah, definitely weird. I just felt like it wasn't necessary to the story at all. No, because that could have, like, naturally happened. Exactly. In the other books. Yeah. But they didn't let that happen. No. So anyway, they have lots of house, lots of sex. Yeah. And then they go back to Valaris. Yep. And Reese takes Feyre to, like, this big plot of land down near the river. Yes. And he tells her that he's building a house for Feyre. Like, their dream house. I think it's her solstice gift and, so. and birthday gift. Yeah. And he says that he's also including a room for a baby. Yeah. And then there's going to be a room for everyone there yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's basically going to be this huge, like, mansion. Yeah. For the family. And then after that, doesn't Reese go back to the spring court? Yes, and he sees Tamlin and he's in his wolf form. Yeah. And he's been in his wolf form pretty much the whole time since the war. Yeah, probably because he hates himself so much. Probably. And I think he's sitting at the table and there's like a dead deer or something. He's been and, hunting. Yeah, and Reese is like, what the hell? And he's like, why haven't you like got your like men or whatever to like cut it up and things? Right. And Tamlin's like, no, it's just me. Like, no one else is here. Like, They've deserted me. Yeah, and he's basically just sitting there all sad and feeling sorry for himself. And it's like, you should feel sorry for yourself. You really should. You've made some horrible choices in your life. There's no redemption. No. no. And then he, like, has the guts to ask <laughs> Reese, do you think Feyre will ever forgive me? Yeah, I right. don't know. And also, like, Reese is like, I can't. I don't have any say on that. Like, you need to ask Feyre I'm that. not her controller or exactly. master. Like, but you know the thing is, like, it, sh <laughs> it shows that Tamlin feels like Reese is her owner 100%. because he can say whether she will forgive, forgive him, him or not. And it's kind of like... Because that's what Tamlin would do. I was going to say that. It's literally <laughs> like, well, I would be Feyre's owner yeah. if she married me. I would tell Tamlin to forgive you yeah. or Feyre to forgive you, so yeah. you should tell her. And it's like... That's, that's not how, how our relationship works. And that's not how life goes. Right. No one can control you. And it just goes to show that even though he's like, I'm so sorry for, like, keeping you prisoner <laughs> and, like, stealing your sisters and telling them into fight. I it's all for show. Nothing like, has was, changed. If he was genuine and if he was really sorry, he would have done it in the first place. But also, like... Him asking that shows that his mindset is still back in the first book yeah. where he was like, we'll get married, you'll be my bride, and I can tell you what to do. Right? Like nothing has changed. No, it's ridiculous. And he hasn't really 
said sorry. That's it. No, so then he says to Reese, he said, what about you? Do you forgive me? And Reese is like, you never apologize. Absolutely not. And he's <laughs> like, you didn't apologize for killing my family. You didn't apologize for probably stealing their wings. And hanging them and- <laughs> in your bedroom. <laughs> and hanging them in your house to look at every day. You didn't apologize for, like, being the like dickhead that you were to Feyre and keeping my mate like trapped you haven't apologized for stealing her sisters you haven't apologized for letting Highburn use your bloody land right like you've apologized for nothing how can I forgive you we can't when you have done nothing to earn our forgiveness exactly He's literally the most stupid fae in existence. People that are like, oh, he's redeemed himself because he helped in the war. No. (laughs) There is no (laughs) redemption for Tamlin. There's none. He does not feel sorry. No. He's never apologised. No. The only reason he feels sorry now is because he feels sorry for himself. It's because he's all alone. Can you tell how angry this book has made us? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally every little part of this book I was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> no not okay not okay not happening literally tamlin just wants everyone to forgive him because he feels sorry for himself yeah. because lucian's left him yeah he's got no people in his, his court, court has anymore. left him yeah he's got no one to help him no centuries no. so he's just feeling sorry probably for himself. no money i would say because there's no tithe because everyone's yeah, left exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh i just feel like good yeah he's literally made his bed now he has to sleep in it pretty much sorry yeah, yeah. i just i like Mm, this whole book, every little thing made me angry. <laughs> I agree. Like, Finesta was, like, angry in a fabulous way. Like, I was angry because I felt so sorry, Finesta. Because we really connected to the story. Yeah. Like, and, like, with Tamlin, you know I was a massive Tamlin lover. You love Tamlin, yeah. I Abs- never liked him. Absolutely hate him. Absolutely hate him. Cannot believe what I was thinking in the first book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, look back at yourself and you're like, what was wrong with you? <laughs> It's just like, oh, like seriously. And then you just, I really felt like we saw Reese's true colours come yeah. out quite a bit in you this You know what? Book. I agree. Like everyone loves Reese. Fair enough. I love him too. I don't. I Well, you know, <laughs> love I use in like a, yeah, love him. Yeah. But I love Cassian. Like love oh. him. Like to Ca- the end. Cassian is He's the type alive. of, yeah, Cassian is the type of boyfriend that we, that everybody once he's a ride or die and all men should strive to be like cassian yes please let's tell our husbands <laughs> that guys this just is write up like to be like all his attributes and be like this is his personality here you go just work on this this is what you need to do for me yeah yeah no like so like love cassian i did love reese mm-hmm. but this book yeah opened my little eyes i felt to like a few things it started to show a lot of the characters in a different light yes and not in a great light either no, but it's I kind also, of the real light yeah and i thought it was refreshing because yeah. it was like we've had you know three books of pharah being bloody pharah and, and everyone you know, being loving and caring for her yeah and then two books of reese being like the ultimate gentleman yeah. so i think it was nice to kind of get a different view and i think I that's what all of the point of views did yeah they, they did. gave you different views on characters that we previously loved yes but now or previously hated like nesta yeah and now we're starting to turn around and see like different point of views yeah and it's like oh are they really the ultimate people exactly turns out guys they're not <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so thanks for actually listening to this pretty short episode this normally like i'm pretty sure like the last two weeks have been about two hours yeah so this is going to be relatively short in comparison yeah um 
but yeah, thanks for tuning in again and joining us on our tangent. I know. <laughs> and like, if you actually feel the same, please let us know. Because... Or also, like, what did you feel about this book? Yeah, because it was quite short. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, some people said they just skipped it. Which I don't think, I don't know how one could skip this No, book. because there are a few references in Silver Flames yeah. to like things that happen in this book exactly and it wasn't long like it no. was like what 200 odd pages yeah it was so short like if I'm that. pretty sure I finished in 24 hours yeah me too so I think I read it in like one sitting yeah so, so let us know what you think about it because I'm definitely. kind of interested and I'm interested to hear are you kind of on our team mm-hmm. and are you starting to hate Reese and Pharaoh? <laughs> yeah like did your opinions change on any of the characters yeah because they absolutely did because I did <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, let us know on our bookstagram at mm-hmm. Books and Wine Podcast. Um, you can go onto mine at Shelf Love with Maddie. Or mine, which is CL Bookshelf. Yep. And we're excited to chat to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. <laughs>